0: From the Quadesh Family Church,
1: Apostle Joel Abobusa will inspire you with anointed, practical, and down-to-earth Bible-based teachings that will refresh, energize, and motivate you to do your best for God. Join the Apostle now as he ministers the Word of God. Hello wow merry christmas to everybody what a blessing amen it's good to be alive again on another christmas day you know i was just thinking about you Uh, what a blessing wow it's good to see you trent wow okay um why don't you go around and wish a couple of people merry christmas i think it's a good idea right so make sure you wish maybe everybody a merry christmas and don't be afraid of covid covid is bound in the name of jesus how are you Hallelujah, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year, Hallelujah, Amen, let us pray, Father we thank you for another Christmas morning. We thank you for what Christmas means, that you would leave all your glory and you would leave your throne and come down and be with us. We thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for not holding him back, but sending him to us to show us the way. And to connect us to you. We thank you, Lord, for the blessedness of this day. May the meaning of Christmas be with us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. You may be seated, please, while I take a few minutes to share with you today a short Christmas Message, Amen. A short message from the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Christmas is a very important uh, season or time of the year. I think it's really the best. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Because Christmas is the only season that gives something to everyone. You know, yeah. Employers give bonuses, employees are happier, sometimes people get more hours, (laughs) even people who don't have jobs get hired, you know, casually, you know, you find a job easily at Christmas time, very, very easily you can find a job. Uber drivers get more calls, (laughs) you know, more tips, you know. Waiters get more tips at the restaurant, isn't it? Yeah. And um, who else gets some blessing? More people show up at the hairdressing saloon, the barber shops. Everybody is doing their nails. Everybody is doing their hair. You know, what else? The shops, right, are full of people. Everybody is buying something. Even if they're going to bring it back in January, at least... They'll buy it now to keep you cheerful, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's an amazing season. And I think that it is one of the proofs that Christ is who he is. And that is a gift from God that gives all time and gives to all people everywhere. The angel was right when he said that glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace and goodwill toward all men. That means no matter who you are and no matter where you are, you can be touched by Christmas. Christmas will touch you. It will affect you. The least it will do for you is to give you a day off and just say, just stay home for nothing. And it's not going to come out of your paycheck. It's not going to, you won't lose anything. Just don't come. Just be by yourself. It's such a blessing. Amen. Now, we read a scripture, and um, I just want to uh, take one of those verses and share a little bit with you. Amen. So from Matthew chapter 1 and verse 22, it says, Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Amen. They said, A virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Amen. Amen. So Christmas is an Emmanuel season, right? Yes, because Christmas is about a virgin being with child. You know, and it's important that we believe that because that's what makes Christmas different from any other day. And that's what makes the birth of Jesus significant enough for us to celebrate. You know, because otherwise, what's the big deal? A baby has been born in Bethlehem more than two year, 2,000 years ago. I mean, why, why does it really matter so much? Do you understand? But that baby was a different baby. Yes, and that's why it matters and the circumstances surrounding the conception of that baby itself are supernatural. The circumstances are supernatural. It's not an ordinary baby. It's not an ordinary situation. And the baby is conceived by a virgin. I think they are trying to tell us something. You get, they could have said it was conceived by a woman, isn't it, or a young woman, or a young girl who is not married. (laughs) Do you understand? But all these definitions don't necessarily mean virgin. So the Bible is very clear that it's a virgin that conceived, you know, and that should get you thinking. It should already start start, uh, making you wonder how. Even if you don't say it loudly, you should just say to yourself that, you know, something supernatural is going on here. It should get your attention that the virgin does not conceive. But here's what is happening. So the birth of Jesus is a supernatural message. And the Bible says that rightfully, the meaning is says the child that is born out of such circumstances shall be called Emmanuel, which being interpreted, it means God with us. Hallelujah. So you see that God with us is the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas is God making his place with man. God with you. Hallelujah. And I want to say to you on this Christmas morning that God with us is the greatest treasure that any human being can have. Hallelujah. God with us Is the thing to fight for. God with us is the thing that you must not let go of. God with us is the status that will make the biggest difference in your life and that will change everything in your life because God is with you. When you see someone who has God on their side, you need to really fear the person and follow the person. Add yourself to that person because it has so many implications. When God is with you, it has so many implications. Hallelujah. Now, what does it mean for God to be with us? Number one, when God is with you, it means you are blessed among men and you are blessed among women, right? In Luke chapter 1 and verse 28, in Luke Chapter one: The book of Luke chapter one and verse 28. Luke chapter one and verse number 20. Have you found it? Okay. Now he says, "And the angel came in unto her." right? Verse 28 of Luke chapter 1, the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Can you see that? Then there is a colon. Where is that? Can you see that? See, there's a colon, a colon in English language, in grammar. It means that what is following is explaining what I just said. Can you understand that? Right. So he said, hail, thou that are highly favored. You who is highly favored. Do you see? Then she says, the Lord is with thee. What does it mean? It means you are blessed among women. It means that the spotlight is on you. It means if we line up a group of women, the spotlight will be on you. It means out of all women, you are blessed. You know, if we put it in ordinary street language, it's like telling somebody, out of all women, you are lucky. I think you understand that one. Yeah. You see, when people say blessing, people get lost because... It's like, you know, you've entered the church and a lot of people, don't, a lot of people don't go to church, so they don't seem to understand what mean, meaning, or you're driving at when you say blessed. But what about when I say lucky? What about when I say fortunate? See, I don't really believe in luck because I don't like luck because um, I don't like things whose origin you don't know. <laughs> do, do you get it? If you live your life by luck, you're just living by chances. And, you know, nobody knows how to increase luck or decrease luck. But blessing is biblical. And there are clear things in the Bible that show how you can be blessed. I mean, if you are not a blessed person, I can give you, if you like, see me after church. I'll show you two or three things that will just immediately usher you into the group of those who are blessed. The Bible is full of things to do to be blessed. He says, blessed is the man who does this. Blessed is the man who doesn't do this. You get it. So anytime you read the Bible and you see the word blessed, just try to read around it. I mean, take your time when you get to the word blessed, because it's showing you how you can be distinguished in some way. Do you get it? Right. But for the sake of understanding what we are sharing, I want us to think about the word luck. Because we tell people, you're a very lucky person. And when we say that, everybody immediately understands that. Because what we're really saying is that that person is blessed among other people just like them other people with the same opportunities, other people with the same chances, other people maybe of similar age, same gender, same similar circumstances, but it seems that things are going to turn out favorably for this one person because they are who you call the lucky one. Are you getting it? And the Bible is saying that when the Lord is with you, you might as well just wear that label lucky on yourself. Because it means that you are blessed among men. It means you are blessed among women. It means you are highly favored. That's what the angel said. When the angel came in unto her, angel said, "Hail!" <laughs> Hail! <laughs> Hell, it's like if you come from Ghana hell it's like Charlie <laughs> it's like hello and the angel said thou art highly favored you, 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 are, you are favored at the highest levels and the reason is that the Lord is with you and it has caused you to be blessed among women hallelujah look I want to say to you this Christmas day, fight for that status. Fight for that status. Whatever it takes for you to be included among the people about whom we can say that the Lord is with you. Do it because it will make the biggest difference. It will get you into places that you can't get yourself into. Your degree, your qualifications will not get you into that place. Many people have studied courses and have been surprised at the end of the um, the course and graduation and everything. I mean, they actually thought they would bring a job to them even in the class. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And they have just finished it and found out there was nothing waiting for them. And they don't understand it. Some people have gotten themselves into interview situations, one interview after the other. I mean, opportunities that look at you and you can see clearly that this is an opportunity. And they can't believe how this is the ball, here is the pole, the keeper is even diving to the left, and you still kick the ball over. (laughs) Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. Sometimes people don't know how come. This, everything was going so well. How is it that I'm not chosen? How is it that I am not selected? How is it that people skip me and go for others who sometimes may be less qualified, you know, And sometimes you can tell that even what you have to offer seems to be better than what they have to offer, at least by your judgment. (laughs) Do you see? Yeah. And it's fair because you're entitled to some judgment. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? But you find sometimes you can't explain why things are the way they are. I want to say to you this morning that fight for the presence of God be with you. Amen. May the angels say to you, hail thou who art highly favored. The Lord is with you and blessed are you among men. Amen. I tell you. And when you enter that arena, you will find that it does make a big difference. It will make a big, big, big difference. Hallelujah. Because the Lord is with you. Say Amen. amen. Right. The second implication of the Lord being with you is that it means that you don't have to make perfect decisions or perfect choices all the time. Do you understand? When the Lord is with you, it means you don't have to make perfect choices and perfect decisions all the time. I mean, one of the difficult things about life is making the right choices and making the right decisions. Do you see? But if you think carefully, you will really come to understand that it's not really so much that people made perfect decisions as it is often that the Lord is with someone. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, as long as the earth is round, it means there will never be only one way to go to any place. It means that there are no dead ends, really. Because everywhere can lead to everywhere. That's how the earth has been created. It means you can go from A to B, either by going straight across or going all the way round. But you can always get from A to be some way that's how the world has been made <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying yes that's why anything someone has done which has worked for them you easily find another person who has done the same thing that it didn't work for them yeah. Yeah, true. are you getting what I'm saying who knows something like that who can think of something like that yes even sometimes yourself Because someone did it and it worked. Do you see? Yes. And so you also try to do it. And strangely, the same thing is not working for you. Yes. I remember a lady who told me that somebody advised her to speak to her husband at dawn. (laughs) Yes. That she should speak to her because her husband was misbehaving, And so the person advised her that, um, wake him up early in the morning at dawn. You get it? And speak to him. And um, at that time of the morning, usually people are sober and they would listen to you. So she just waited. She went to bed. She was, I can imagine that she probably didn't sleep the whole night. She was just waiting for dawn to come. So around three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, she woke up, her husband, you know, the husband. Sprang up out of the bed, pulling his pajamas. He called her witch, witch. You're a witch. He said, "You're a witch. You don't sleep at night. You don't sleep at night. Look at the time. You want to talk to me at this time?" It made it worse. (laughs) Yeah. The man left the room and went downstairs to the living room and never came back to the room. Said, now I know you are a witch. You don't sleep at night. It is very common that things that work for people, some people, you find it not working for you. You know, and so some people even classify themselves as unfortunate Yeah, they feel, some people even feel cursed because they can't even understand why, why is it not working for me? I am saying to you that when God is with you, one of the things you will notice is that your decisions don't even have to be perfect. Do you understand? But because God has a way of making things work because he is with you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. Now, let's read a verse. Let's let's read a verse. In 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 6. It says, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. Can you see that? Yes. yes. And then verse seven, verse seven says, "And let it be, let it be: when these signs come, are come unto thee, that thou do as occasion serve thee. for God is with thee. <laughs> Can you see that? Yes. That what, what he, he was giving the guy, this person was someone who had been anointed as king. And the Bible said the spirit of the Lord came upon him. So now God is with him. Do you understand? Yeah. And now the one who was anointing him gave him an instruction. He told him, look, when that happens, when you see the sign that God is with you, he said, do as occasion serve thee. Do what the situation calls for. Because God is with you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes? Now, the difficulty with decisions often is, is it the right one? Is it the wrong one? Is he the right person? Is he the wrong person? Do you understand? But you can get to a place where, now the Bible says, just do what the occasion is calling for. Yeah, the occasion is calling for. You want to get married? Nobody is coming. This is the one who has come. He satisfies the scriptures. He's not an unbeliever. You know, just... Do as the occasion is calling for For God is with you I mean your problem Is not not the person Your problem is whether God is with you Or not That's the problem That's the problem I tell you Oh yeah Do as the occasion calls for Yeah sometimes the occasion calls for Sacking some people Just sack the person Yeah don't be afraid Just sack the person Get out of my life. Go out of my life. Yes, and somebody will tell you, "Hey, are you sure this is the right thing? Because this person, everything depends on him. Oh, you know what? As long as people are mortal, it is the strongest message that nobody is everything. Do you understand? Ten out of ten people die. It's not like there are some types of people who die and some, some type don't die. Do, do you understand? Yes. Every type of person can terminate. Every kind of life can end at some point suddenly. <laughs> you, you get it? So God never designed his world or his things to be so dependent on this one person that if he's out of your life, you're finished. The person that you can't do without, for sure, is God. <laughs> do you understand? But ask the wise, do as the occasion demands. Ask, he says, do that thou do as occasion serve thee. Yeah. So the occasion is calling for this, do it. The occasion demands that you do this. Do it. Why? Because God is with you. If God is not with you, then I'll say, watch out. (laughs) Watch out. Be careful who you fire and who you throw out of your life. (laughs) Because you may be removing the wheels from under your own vehicle. (laughs) One person told me he parked his car somewhere when he came back in the morning, his car was on the street. All the tires were gone. <laughs> because he had put these expensive wheels on his car. Oh. You know, there are some cars around, you know, the wheels are more expensive than every part of the car. Yeah. So the people don't, the thief doesn't want the car. He just wants the wheels. Because <laughs> the thing, the top, the top part of the car costs about $1,000. And the wheels are 4000 apiece. <laughs> You get it. So you want the legs. You don't want the real thing. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So sometimes you act in a way and what you end up doing is removing the wheels from under your own vehicle. And you find that you have crippled yourself. But when God is with you, when God is with you, You must not be afraid of that. Hallelujah. Because it will make a big difference. Amen. The third implication is that you can flourish even under very difficult circumstances. You can flourish even under very difficult circumstances. And if you go to the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis, Genesis... Chapter Genesis, chapter number 39. Genesis, chapter 39, and verse 2. You see how somebody is going to flourish in spite of being in a very difficult situation. He says, And the Lord was with Joseph. Can you see that? And he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Can you see that? So here is somebody who is a slave actually. Joseph, at this point, has been sold into slavery. He has actually been trafficked as a human being and bought by another human being. But the Lord is with him. And you start to see, even who buys him? Even who? I mean, as you are hung up for sale as a human being, Even the Lord seems to influence who is interested in you. Yeah, even who wants to buy you? Yes. Who wants to choose you? Who is fascinated by you? It's all guided by the Lord. That's why I'm saying that the Lord with you is your greatest treasure. It is your greatest treasure because God will influence even who is interested in you. Even who guides you. And who is interested in you makes a difference. It's not just the fact that the price is paid. Many people can pay the price for you. (laughs) Do, Do you understand? Many people can pay the price for you. But from that point on, what happens? You get it? So somebody comes and he buys Joseph and takes him to a palace. He buys him from off the market and takes him straight to the palace. And when you come to the the palace as a slave, even as a slave, I'm sure you agree with me that even your meals will be a little different. Yeah. Yeah. When the lights go off in the whole city, there'll be light in in your room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There'll be light in your room. When the water is not running in the whole city, there'll be water in your place. At least you will have a bath. So you see, your life has already changed by God orchestrating interest in you. I tell you that if God is with you, even who hires you will be influenced by him. And that's why you shouldn't even worry who does not hire you. Because sometimes you go to an interview and you want it so badly, but God has something better. God has something far better. God has something far better. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. Or someone that you were going to marry decides that they will not marry you. They want somebody else. And your heart is so broken. Look, if the Lord is with you, relax. Get some food to eat. Because God influences who chooses you. Yes, God influences who chooses you. Someone is about to choose you and send you into a palace. Yes. You just escaped a single room. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So, God was with him. Then the other part of it is that, notice, it says, and all that he did, the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. So, it's not that he did the right thing, but that the Lord made it work. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, the Lord made it work. So even if he was frying an egg, somehow Joseph's eggs tasted better. Yeah. The other person just turns around and the egg is is charred. Because the Lord is not with him. The Lord is not with him. The Lord is not with him. And the Lord is not with you. It will make a big difference it will make a big difference. Are you understanding what I'm saying? To go through life not caring about God's input and not caring about God's role in your life is a very dangerous way to live. It's a very difficult way to live. Things will be very difficult for you. See, life is complex. A world full of sinners must be a very complex place to live. So you shouldn't expect things to get any better. You know, the natural course of this world will just lead us into more and more difficulty as people become worse and worse, walking according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. You need to see that verse. It's in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. You see how the world operates. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. Bring it up real quick. Let me show you. It says, and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2. It says, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. You get it? A course is a path. Do you understand? And it says it's the path that is determining your walk. You see, and everybody's path is determined by his... Uh, is everybody's walk is determined by his path. You bend where the road is bending. Yes, you can't keep going straight when the road is bending. So everybody turns left because the road is calling for a left turn. That's what you have to do. Do you, do you get it? And so it says here that we walk according to the course of the world. You see, now walking according to the course of the world is also walking according to the prince of the power of the air. So there is a prince of the power of the air. There is a controller, a spiritual controller. Watch this. The next verse says he's the spirit. So it's spiritual. The prince of the power of the air is not some human mayor. It's not some human being. It says he's the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So there is a spirit that controls humanity and that controls human behavior. That is why so many things happen in life that we can't explain. Because people are walking a course that has been designed by a spirit that is wicked. And that causes them to do the things they do. And he says that spirit is the one that works in the children of disobedience. In people who are living a life that is not in accordance with the word of God, there is a spirit that is behind it. So if you stay on that course, you will naturally walk a certain way. Your life will naturally take a certain course because you are on the course. The course of this world is what you're walking wor- on, and it's not your choice. You can't decide not to turn left when the road only turns left. Yes. You go into a ditch. Yes. Wow. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. So, this is a very complex world. It's a very difficult world. And there are many things that will not change. You know, and no matter what we do, you will find that things just get worse and worse and worse and worse. And that's the situation that Joseph found himself in. He couldn't even rely on the love of his brothers. People he called his blood brothers, they put him up for sale. I mean, they cashed up on him. (laughs) Do you get it? Now, if you can't trust someone who is called your brother, I mean, who else can you trust? But their brother, the brother sold them. Sold Joseph to his surprise. (laughs) Do you see? That's how the world is. But all that Joseph had left, now that family had failed, Friends had failed. All that he had left was the Lord with him. And the Bible says, because, can you bring that scripture back please? Genesis chapter 39. It says, because the Lord was with him, the Lord caused everything that he did to prosper. You see, what he did, if Joseph was doing it, God made it work. Do you see? Yes. So much so that his employer noticed it. He observed that everything this guy does seems to work. Do you see? Now, an unfortunate turn of events ends up with Joseph in prison. (laughs) Do you see? So look at verse 20 of 39. Verse 20. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. Verse 21, but the Lord, you see, the game changer is, the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. (laughs) Can you see that? Yes. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. (laughs) Right? He says, and the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand. Because the Lord was with him and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Hallelujah, can you see that? So the person is now in prison and you think he's going down. But even in the prison, God is with him. And because God is with him, what he's doing at the prison starts to work. Do you see? It starts to work. The prison boss puts him in charge of everything said, well, you're going to be the prisoner, no problem. But even in prison, they are great. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes people in prison are put in prison. (laughs) Yes. Yes. They call it solitary confinement. It's like you are in prison already. (laughs) Then you behave badly in prison. Then they imprison you in the prison. (laughs) They raise it to the power too. (laughs) You see, you're denied certain things. You can only see a certain amount of daylight. And you can only spend a certain amount of time outside the room. And that's it. I mean, your whole life is miserable. Now, just as you can have that, you can also have the opposite. That within the prison, there are some people who are in prison, but they enjoy the highest of privileges within the prison. And that was Joseph. Because the Lord was with him. Now, life had happened to him. Do you understand? Life had happened. Sometimes as life unfolds, so much happens. Like in his case, a woman now was telling a lie. A woman said that he had forced her and had tried to rape her when he hadn't done something like that. And in life, those type of things happen. Accusations situations you don't control because people are wicked. People can be wicked. And you can see that a lot of people are guided and controlled by the prince of the power of the air. That prince, the Bible says, he works in people who are living in disobedience. And sometimes you can fall victim to some of these people. But you know, I read a verse this morning that said, The wicked looks at the righteous, but God will not leave him in his hand. Yeah, he says God will not leave him in his hand. Yeah, so sometimes you see some of these things may seem to be working and it may look as though. Maybe I should show you that verse. Do you want to see it? I think you should have it underlined in your Bible. It's a very important verse, right? Psalm 37 and verse 32. Psalm 37 and verse 32. It says, The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. Verse 33. The Lord will not leave him in his hand. (laughs) Can you see that? Nor condemn him when he's judged. Yes. It will not happen. And you can see, somebody told a lie that put Joseph in prison. You see, Yes, because the cause of the natural justice system and all those things have to work. And so it works itself out and now Joseph is in prison. But God has not left Joseph. He has not left him. He has not left him to the whims of wicked people. And so while he's in prison, God is with him and God causes him to prosper. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God causes him to. That's why the angel told Mary, "Hey," she she said, blessed are you among women, I tell you. It means that your life is set for supernatural deliverances, supernatural doors opening for you, many different things that don't naturally happen. You are set to experience them because God is with you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is with you and it will make a big difference. Even in a prison. Yes, even in a prison. When a person is in a prison, he's he's not in control or in charge of himself. You're very restricted. Your life is limited. Your options are very few. You can only go from here to here. You can only eat what is given you. You can only sleep at a certain time. Your life is so controlled. But such experiences are very compatible with the Lord's presence with you. Don't interpret a difficult circumstance as meaning God has abandoned you. No. God can be with you and God will take you through certain places. God will allow your life to... You see, God is not always looking for the shortest cut... No, no. God is not always looking for the shortest way to get to a place. God is not always looking for the easiest way to do something. God is not always looking even for the cheapest way to do something. God knows what he's doing. Hallelujah. You see, let me show you this verse also. In um, Exodus, the book of Exodus. Exodus. We might as well, isn't it? Yes, the book of Exodus. Exodus. Exodus chapter 19. Have you found it? Chapter 13, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 13. 13 and verse 17, it says, And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. (laughs) Can you see that? It means when God is in charge, the path can go even the longer route. So he said, God did not take them through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. See, convenience is not always God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. That God is not always looking for the easiest way. So that if you're experiencing difficulty, then you interpret it as God is not with you. Or that God has abandoned you. Or that God has left you. Or that God is unhappy with you. Why? Because it's not happening. Because it seems to be taking forever. Because it seems to be going around the entire block. The Bible says God knew a shortcut. He was aware of it. But he chose to go the long way. The long way. Long way. Yes. and when you read on you see that he had his reasons he said lest by adventure the people repent when they see war and they return to egypt and god said i don't want my people to go back to egypt so if it means going the longer way let's do it because i know what i'm going to achieve so you with your very simplistic thinking you just add one plus one and you say that once you're not getting two, <laughs> you know, but God, sometimes he wants to go one plus one plus nine plus 11 minus nine plus seven. And so, and you come to two. Yes. 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 You're not the only one who knows that is near. God also knows it is near. But He chooses the longer route. Yes, He chooses the longer route. It's just the way it is. So, what should matter is Is He with you? Is God with you? Can you say that God is with me? Now, if you can't say that, then yes, you are in trouble. I agree with you. (laughs) You're worried. I agree with you. You should be worried. (laughs) Because God is not with you. The way you live your life, God cannot dwell in that place. Sometimes the way we live, we drive God's presence away from us. That's the way you live. I mean, even you are like that. Sometimes there are some of us who don't like the company of smokers. True or false? Yes. So you see, you want to sit there, but you are having to move from there because of the environment. The atmosphere that the person has created makes you want to eject. So it's not even about hatred for the person. You don't hate the person. You don't have anything against the person. But the atmosphere he creates around himself makes you not want to be there. So when you find a person surrounded with an atmosphere of deceit, lies, fornication, adultery, these are all things that insults the presence of God. When you do that, then God is not going to be with you. It's not going to be with you. Thank God that it was true. See, God was with with Joseph because he knew it was true that he had not been with that woman. That's why his presence was there. Can you imagine what would have happened if it was true? (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? It would have been a totally different thing. So I want to say to everybody today on Christmas Day that God's presence in your life will make a big difference. God's presence is the thing to cultivate. God's presence is the thing to retain. God's presence is the thing to fight for. Don't push God aside. Your life will not go too far without God. You will not go very far with God pushed aside. Because the circumstances of life itself are so twisted and can be so twisted you need God to unravel the nuts that come up in life yeah. you need God to make crooked paths straight you need God to make valleys to lift them up yeah. Yeah. have you played one of those computer games where you see somebody is walking and walking somewhere and then pff, he goes down yes yes And one of the ways out is when he gets there, there's a bridge. And a bridge comes and he's able to cross over. I tell you, life is like that. All these computer games, they are just telling us about real life. (laughs) Yes. Life is like that. You get to a place, God needs to put a bridge down for you. Something you can walk across to get to the other side. Amen. If that thing is not there, you just fall through and you sink. Sometimes a bereavement, someone you didn't expect to die, just dies. Before you know it, you are sinking. A job you didn't expect to lose, you just lose it. All your plans and everything have been calculated based on this job. And now here it goes. And sometimes the job and your prospects for the future and all your hope is based on promises made to you by the boss who has now died. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not even that the prospects vanished, but the one on whom they depended didn't survive it. What happens to you? You need God to put a bridge over that situation so that you can cross over it. Otherwise, the valley will swallow you up. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You can't make it without God. You can't make it without God. So you look through the Bible and you see important people always thought about God. They always included God. Even kings, unbelieving kings, before they go to war, they'll call some prophet to come and tell us, "Is this what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. There was a little fear of God. Yeah. They had all these other, you know, side gods, you know, they use for ceremonies, but when it comes to the real war, they want to know from the real God, <laughs> the one who talks. Not these little ones that are for decoration. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And then finally, if God is with you, you go through life fearing no evil. I think you're all familiar with Psalm 23 and the last but one verse. Psalm 23. Okay? Psalm 23. Okay, let's go to verse 4. Verse 4. It says, Yea, 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 yea. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Hallelujah. Though I walk through the valley, or the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Hallelujah. Even though I walk through the valley, even though I walk in the shadow of death, you don't see the shadow of anything except when that thing is close. Yes. Shadows tell you what is near. Sometimes the way you know someone has come up behind you, they think they sneaked up behind you. But their shadow has reported them that they have come. And so they are surprised that you actually turn around and look at them. It's because their shadow arrived before they got there. When you're walking in the shadow of death, it means death is imminent. It means death is not too far from you. But the Bible says you do not have to fear evil because God is with you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So I don't know where you're walking because you know the reason why he says shadow the valley or the shadow of death because it can't get worse than death. It doesn't get worse than death. Do you understand? So, what he's saying is that if you walk even in the shadow of death, where death is the next thing, he said, you still can choose not to be afraid. Why? Because God is with you. So, I don't know where you are walking. Maybe you're not walking in the shadow of death, but you're walking somewhere confusing, somewhere difficult. Somewhere complicated. Somewhere you can't really explain. You don't know how you are in such a situation. And your heart is now captured by fear. You are afraid. Do you see? But the Bible says fear no evil. Because God is with you. Hallelujah. God is with you doesn't always mean that things will be nice all the time. God was with Joseph, but he still went to prison. Are you getting what I'm saying? God is with you doesn't mean that you will not experience challenging, difficult things. There are some things that are also meant for our testing. They are just meant for our trying. They are meant for hardening us, toughening us up, and making us more solid people in the Lord than we are. So there are so many reasons why we may be exposed to certain situations. But the assurance God has given us today is that you don't have to fear evil because God is with you. Amen. Say, God is with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No matter what is happening in your life today, I want you to know that God is with you. I said God is with you. God is with you. And as God was with Joseph, God is with you and it shall be well. Impossibilities will become possible. When an angel came to Mary and an angel said, you're going to have a child. The first thing Mary said, how how shall these things be seen? I know not a man. Yes. The angel's immediate response was easy. (laughs) So relax. (laughs) What we are doing here does not even require a man. (laughs) Yeah, you see sometimes the people you think are most vital to what you're trying to do, you'll be surprised that in in God's scheme of things and his plan, those people don't contribute anything. They don't matter. You shouldn't be afraid. Yes, their absence, their reluctance, their unwillingness, their wickedness will not change anything. It won't change anything. Sometimes somebody tells you, you are finished. If God is with you, (laughs) you should look back (laughs) and say to the person, you don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even know what you're talking about. In our church, I've seen people, they write things, they say things, I see these people are just missing one fundamental thing that when God is doing something a human being cannot shut it down yeah. you cannot shut down what those of you who own shops and so Trent can, can do you think a stranger can just come and shut your store down just like that no when the owner of the store is there <laughs> you can't shut down something that God has opened You cannot shut down something that God has opened. Yeah. You should fear anybody that God walks with. Because such a person is a dangerous person. Rather, you should find a way of following them. Because when God is with somebody, I mean, our time is up, so I have to stop preaching. But I was going to tell you, I was going to tell you about another person called Moses. (laughs) Not this one. (laughs) But when God is with you, even when your walk brings you to the ocean, when you know that as for this time, it's over, you'd be surprised (laughs) that God will make a way through the ocean. Do you understand? Yes. God will make a way. You know, when, 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 that's why you shouldn't criticize people who are anointed. Yeah, when they do something or when they take a decision that looks awkward to you, relax. Because it doesn't even matter. (laughs) Do, do, Do you understand? Whether it's the right decision or wrong, it doesn't even matter. The outcome will still be good because God was with him. That that, that is it. Yes. Because I tell you that if you were with Moses and Moses said, we are going this way. And you know that it leads to Santa Monica Beach. (laughs) There is no road there. It dead ends in the ocean. You see, and that's where people get their confidence from for criticizing criticizing pastors, criticizing anointed people and so on, is because you don't know, you don't know what it means for God to be with someone that when God is with someone, it doesn't even matter it doesn't even matter if you were with Moses you would say he was wrong and the people started criticizing him, they said you've brought us to a place to die only one thing happens here, people will die yes And they were wrong. Moses was right. Moses said, Don't worry, there is a way through the Red Sea. The people said, You are out of your mind. But Moses was right. Moses said, Let's pass through the Red Sea. Let's go. Some people say, You Moses, you know, we can't swim. You you know, (laughs) Moses, we don't have boats. Moses, We can't do this. We can't do this. You're spoiling everything. You're going to kill all of us. Moses said, no, let's do it. Moses was right. He was right. He was right. Because when God is with someone, even the most stupid of ideas tends to be the wisest idea. Why? Because the Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than men. So when God is with someone, even his foolishness leads to a good place, I tell you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So don't count on yourself making the right decisions all the time. You're only a human being. The Bible says you know in part and you see through a glass darkly. You see, you ever wore sunglasses? You see, like today I was wearing my sunglasses as I was driving up. My son showed me a photograph and I, I saw that I couldn't see. <laughs> I couldn't see what was in the photo. Fo- I didn't even understand why he, the photo was a thing. <laughs> I, I didn't understand why he was even showing that. What's so special about this? Because everything was dark. <laughs> yeah. And the Bible says sometimes we see through a glass. We, our lives are like someone wearing sunglasses. Yeah. So things don't look like they really ought to look. That's us. We are human beings. We are flawed. We think it's right and it's wrong. We think it's wrong and it's right. We think it's up and it's down. We think it's down and it's up. So much that we get wrong about so many things. But when God is with us, The Bible says he will make the crooked path straight. He will make the rough places plain. It says every valley will be exalted. And every mountain will be made low. That's God with us. Hallelujah. I pray that you have an Emmanuel Christmas. God with you. Hallelujah. Starting from today, make God central to your life. Make him important to your existence. Take time to pray every day. Take time to speak with God every day. Don't get too busy and leave God behind. You know how sometimes you can get so busy and walk out to your car and the keys in the house? Uh That's what you do when you leave God behind. You're really going, but you're not going anywhere. (laughs) Always remember. (laughs) Remember that you're really going, but you're not going anywhere. Leaving God behind, leaving the key behind in the house, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. The key will send you right back (laughs) to the house. So it is worth a few extra minutes that you spend taking the key along with you. Because then your going will really happen. Do you understand? Don't be driven by so much pressure from what you're trying to do that you don't care about God's opinion about what you're doing. Because it will make a difference. You leave God behind, you're going to wind up having to come back for him. Hallelujah. God with you. Emmanuel. Tell somebody I wish you an Emmanuel Christmas. God with you. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet and let's bring the service to a close. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody close your eyes for a moment and pray and say, Lord, I want you to be part of my life from today. Just pray and say, Lord, I know that many times picked you to the side and done things my own way moved on with my own life taking my own decisions and not cared much about your opinion of the things I'm doing but today on Christmas day I'm asking you, Lord, to help me. I'm coming back to you, Lord. I'm coming back to you, Lord, because it's all about you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I want to put you and place you in the right place in my life. The right position in my life. There are some people here this afternoon, this Christmas day. God's great Christmas gift to you is the message you have heard today. That God is saying that if you will put me at the right place in your life, everything will begin to change. Everything will begin to change. Yes. That I'm not as useless and as much of an accessory to your life as you think. I am not just an accessory. I am the life itself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one has any life without me. That is God. No one really has any life without me. God is not like an earring that you just add to your dressing to look better. God is the life itself. Without Him, you don't have a life. And so on this Christmas day, I want to give you an opportunity to include God in your life. To ask God to come into your life. And how does God come to a person? How did God come to man he said you will give birth to a son and his name is Emmanuel that means when you have the son you have Emmanuel And when you have Emmanuel then God is with you so the way to have God in your life is to embrace Emmanuel to embrace the son, Emmanuel. That's how God comes into your life. So, I want us to pray and ask Emmanuel to be part of our lives. I want everybody to pray right now and say, Lord, lift up both of your hands to your, the Lord and say, Lord, here I stand calling upon you. I'm inviting Emmanuel. I'm asking Emmanuel to be part of my life. I'm asking for Emmanuel, God with me. I'm asking Emmanuel. His other name is Jesus. I'm asking him to come into my life in the name of Jesus. Oh God we pray Yes, Lord, forgive us for attempting to move on without you. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, that you will come into our hearts and come into our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Now, I want to lead everybody in a prayer today. I want to lead us in a prayer to ask for Emmanuel God with us the son of God to come into our hearts so I want you to say with me everybody maybe you're online or you're watching us on the podcast or you're watching us on YouTube I want you to just pray with us right now and say with me say Lord Jesus Lord Jesus on this Christmas day I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my heart. And I invite you into my life. And I invite you into my life. Your name, is Emmanuel, Your name is Emmanuel. Which means God with us. Which
0: means God with us.
1: That means without you. That means without you. I'm lost. I am lost. I have no God in me. So Lord, Jesus, so Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my heart. Forgive my sins.
0: Forgive my sins.
1: Let your blood wash me.
0: Let your blood wash. Me.
1: And let your blood cleanse me.
0: And let your blood
1: cleanse me. Be Emmanuel to me. Be Emmanuel to me. May God
0: be with me.
1: May God be with me. From this day forward. From this day forward. Cleanse me from every sin. And any lifestyle, and any lifestyle that, drives life. that drives God away from my life. All the things that create an atmosphere, All
0: the create an atmosphere
1: and, an and an environment around me, around me that, that's that does not support the presence of God. Help me to overcome them, Lord.
0: Help me to overcome them, Lord
1: clean out my life this christmas day clean
0: out my life
1: this christmas day i'm starting a fresh lord i'm
0: starting a fresh
1: lord I want, I want a life i want a life that supports your presence that supports your presence thank you lord thank you lord for hearing my prayer for hearing my prayer in jesus name in jesus name and everybody says amen amen hallelujah amen 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 hallelujah well i thank god for um christmas day amen i believe it's a good day to give your life to jesus and to ask him to be lord over your life amen and so if you prayed that prayer and you meant it and you'd like to speak to someone further about it, I want you to come and see me right here when we close the service. Amen. When when I'll talk with you and I'll share with you. Amen. Right now we want to have communion. We want to have communion and we want to come to the Lord's table. Okay. So just Take one as it comes around. Our pastor, our prophet, let's join him at the First Love Center and let him lead us as we have communion this morning.
2: Take out your holy communion. Father, thank you as we receive this communion on this amazing Christmas Flow Church service. Let healing come to every one of us, we pray and receive it. The body of Jesus Christ. receive healing receive forgiveness receive a pardon through the blood the blood of Jesus Christ the Lord bless you lift your hands Father thank you for the great effort of Jesus to die for us the cross and we thank you thanks for the great effort thanks for your body your blood shed for us we are grateful heal us Oh Lord may the Lord bless you heal you of every disease every pain Every discomfort. Receive your healing. Receive your blessing. May every. Valley. In your life. Be exalted. Jesus. Every low place. May every mountain. That is always staring at you. Looking so high so unmovable made move by the power of God let it be brought low in Jesus name may every crooked thing not working straight every crookedness of your life be made straight receive it in Jesus name and now whatever is rough a rough place let it become plain and smooth I bless you may these four words follow you from now all the way through the next year until Christmas meets us again by the grace you will be attending flow church service next year Christmas by the grace these words follow you as followers let them be enforced and implemented in your life the Lord heal you the Lord help you the Lord pardon your iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers and let all curses be revoked in your life in the year 2023 experience good things in the name of Jesus Christ I bless my children whom the Lord gave to me be blessed and may your Christmas be a merry Christmas truly merry whatever made you cry in 2022 as the year ends may it also end whatever made you have pain and sorrow as this year comes to a close, may it also come to a close amen, and end. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bless all the children, all those following. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whose I am and whom I serve, I bless you. The Lord give you peace and the Lord help you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Clap your hands again for the Lord. Amen. Amen. I love that blessing. Amen. Whatever made you cry this year, let it end as the year ends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever made you miserable this year, let it end as the year ends. Amen. And whatever evil door the devil has opened in your life, may it close as the year ends. And as the year comes to an end. Amen. I believe that God has brought us to a good place. And this blessing is over you. So believe it. Receive it. Walk in it however this year went it's okay God will comfort you amen and I believe it's a good place Uh, we are at as we go into a new year amen right now I want you to um I want to encourage you everybody to join the flow church the flow church is our online church and um, this clip is from the Flow Church this morning, and it's for all of us, amen? So whenever the Flow Church service is on, and the Flow Church service is on on Saturday nights, I think it's at um, 11 on Saturday night, okay, so 11 Pacific time, and um, also Flow Prayer Meeting, which is at 8 p.m. on Monday night, okay? Okay. So, Saturday nights and Monday nights, as well as Thursday nights, right? So, Thursday and Monday are the prayer sessions, and Sunday, Saturday night is the service, amen. And so, I want everybody to be part of it, hallelujah, so that, you know, if we, we're going to serve God, let's serve Him properly, do, do you understand? There's some things when you don't do it properly, it, you, you just don't get the benefits. Do you understand? Yes, I remember one time I wasn't well, and the doctor gave me some antibiotics to take. And he showed me how to take it. Then I took one and I started to feel better. Then I ditched the rest. <laughs> you know. It wasn't long before the whole process started again. You know, before I knew it, I was ill again. I didn't really obey. You see, and there's some of us, once things start to work out a little bit for you, you just ditch God. Don't, Don't do that. Do you understand? You cannot live without God. You won't go very far without him. Amen. So I pray that God will help you in the coming year, especially to be fully devoted and committed to Him. In Jesus' name, amen. Right.